If you turn to John 19, John 19, and um, verse 30, it's, it's just one verse really I'm going to preach from. It's Jesus on the cross, and it's some of his last words. Um, and it, verse 30 of John 19 says this, So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the spirit. Let me say that again. John chapter 19, verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up the Holy Spirit. We're doing a series on life words. Uh, Words that bring life. Words that will encourage. Words that will challenge. Words that will build us up. And I want to speak on, it is finished. It's took from a a Greek word, it's tetelestai. There's all different ways of saying it. I've tried to say this about 10 times, different ways. But I'm going to say it like this, tetelestai. It means to be paid in full. It's a life word, tetelestai. It's a Greek word, to be paid in full. It has an absolute ocean of meaning in it. it. This word is totally unmeasurable. When you think of when Jesus said, it is finished, that what had been done, the work that had been done, the victory that had been won, and what that would mean to so many people on this planet, it is finished. Tetelestai. It's a powerful word. It's a, it's a shout of victory. It's not just the last words of, of a dying man. It said, in fact, it says in the Bible that he cried out in a loud voice. He hadn't lost any strength. He never said any weakness. He says, cried out in a loud voice. It's a shout of victory. Charles Spurgeon says this about this word. All the words that come out of the Savior's mouth is important, but it is finished, eclipse them all. It is finished. Salvation is possible. Forgiveness is possible. Uh, And there's no wrath and no judgment for those who put their trust in Jesus Christ. You know, to tell us that, first of all, it was the words. It's, It's been found in old, old receipts. When somebody paid a debt, they have found that word on the receipt, paid in full. When a servant would complete a task, when a servant was told to do something by the master, he would go and he would, he would go about his business um, and, and he would put on it, he would come back and he would say, Tetelestai, it is finished, it is completely finished. The work that you sent me to do will never need done again. I've totally did it. I've completed it. And there would be a stamp to tell us that it's finished. So you don't need to tell me to do that again. If someone had a debt and they, were in, they, they had a debt and they, and they paid that debt up, you know, to a creditor day by day, and, uh, you know, back then they would say, they would put that word again, Tetelestai. They, they found it on receipts. They found it on tax returns. They found it on all sorts of stuff. Paid in full. It is finished. It should, it, it's an amazing announcement. You see, religion, religion will give you, that's the word I'm looking for. Religion will give you rules. But Jesus came to set you free. Uh, we need we need to believe that it's finished and I'm just going to read a few scriptures out to you before I get into this because I really do need to read them because if I don't it won't make sense but to tell us that it is finished Colossians 2 13 and 14 says this 
and you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he made a life together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a laughing spectacle of them, triumphing over them. In other words, when he said, it is finished, the battle over the world, over the flesh, over Satan, over the chains that bound you, when his father sent him to go about the father's business, he went and absolutely completed it. It means to abolish when he said he disarmed, it means to absolutely abolish. It means something can never come against you again. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It says if God is for you, who can be against you? Friends, this is not about us trying to earn anything about our salvation. It is finished. It is complete. It is Tetelestai, it is obliterated. He came and won the battle for me and you. And the moment he said that, the curtain in the temple was torn in two. It wasn't a curtain like you have in your house. It was 60 feet and four inches thick. And it was ripped from the top to the bottom that God was reconciling and make a way where there was no way that you couldn't fast enough, pray enough, and do enough, and have enough rituals enough to get into the presence of God. And when he shouted, it is finished, there was a curtain ripped. Access was available for reconciliation to God because Jesus Christ paid the price and he was the victor. Tetelestai, it's finished. It was done all on Calvary. A priest would come when he was sacrificing the animals and he would get a lamb and he would look at that lamb and they would check every bit of this lamb to see if there was any spot or wrinkle or defect on it. A priest had to check every single lamb. I mean, thousands of lambs were getting sacrificed for the sins of men in the Old Testament. And a priest would pick that lamb up and then he would look through every detail. And when he was happy with it, that there was no blemishes, that it was absolutely pure, innocent, pure, pure little lamb. You know, lambs are so innocent, not a spot, not a wrinkle. And then when he looked at it, he would say, he would write on it, Tetelestai. I've finished, I've looked at this lamb, I've looked at every bit of it, Tetelestai. It's finished, I've finished examining it, and then that lamb would go to the slaughter. And in 1 John, John 1, 29, this is what it says, if you stay with me, John 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. In those days, when a prisoner would be put in prison, a judge would see the list of everything he's done and then he would give him the sentence in the Roman times. And, and, and sometimes, although I can't, I can't verify it, but I read it in some histories, historians said, sometimes when a Roman prisoner was put in prison, they would nail to the door all the list of sins and crimes that he had committed and what the penalty was for him living a life that was wrong. Every sin, every fault, every crime this man done was put on this list 
and they would nail it to the door. Other times, when a man had been put in prison and the judge had sentenced him, after three years or four years or 15 years when he had finished, what would happen is he would stand in front of a judge again and the judge would say to him, you have now done those three years. And he would get a certificate and he would stamp on it, Tetelestai, paid in full. And when that man was out the prison doors and he was walking through the street and somebody would see him, they would say, we know this man and we know his reputation and we know what he's like. They would run up to him and say, you should be in prison. You should not be free. You should not be able to walk here in freedom after what you've done. He would pull out a certificate by the judge and he would show it to them and it would say on it, Tetelestai, paid in full. And when Christ has set us free, when the Lamb of God got nailed to that cross and disarmed the powers and principalities, when the devil comes up to you and says, who do you think you are? You have no right to sing those songs. You have no right to be free this morning. You have no right after what you've done. You should say, you're right, but let me show you my certificate. Tetelestai, paid and full. I am free because somebody took my place. Jesus took your place to tell us that forgiven, loved, chosen, wanted, predestined, called. And when an enemy comes, the accuser of the brethren, and boy, does he come and says, you're not living up to where you should. See, I've never lived up to where I should be. Man, you call yourself a Christian? You've got a cheek to pray to God, and he'll come. And so many Christians, you know, you're worshiping this morning from a prison cell when you could be on the other side of it. Tetelestai, it is finished. And they would take that. And other times, somebody would walk by the cell and they would see this man has no power, no means to set himself free. And they'd go into the judge and they would pay for him. And then the judge would stamp on it, Tetelestai, and somebody would go and open the doors. And they'll say, why am I getting out? They says, because somebody has paid the price for you to be set free. Isn't it amazing? It's really amazing to me that we believe that sin came in this world because of one man. Would you all agree with that? You who are Christians, would you say amen? Because of Adam's sin, we were all born in sin. You've no problem believing that, have you? But I'll tell you, we've got lots of problems with one man dying and bringing in righteousness to every man who'll believe. Or we are so sin conscious rather than God conscious. That's why we don't live in victory. We're more Adam conscious than we are Christ conscious, the second Adam. If I said to you, we're all sinners, born because of the first Adam, you'd be like, amen, brother, I'm a wretched man, I'm a wretch, I'm a wretch, I'm a wretch. If I said, you are righteous this, this morning because he's imputed righteous to you because of one man's death. If one man caused sin to come into the whole world, can one man's death, Jesus Christ, has righteousness, not all men who will bow the knee and surrender to him this morning. Are you not conscious this morning of your own, of his righteousness? Are you conscious this morning of of who he is? Are you conscious this morning of the presence of God, or are you the old Adam conscious? We keep, and listen, we're sinners saved by grace, but every time Paul writes a letter, I believe he's writing to people who believe that, that you know, it is finished. He's, he's writing to people who, he must be writing to people who believe, because he's calling them all saints. And I've read the Bible, and they don't look like saints. First and Second Corinthians doesn't look like, the first time I read First and Second Corinthians, I thought he was writing to a Teen Challenge Center. 
I thought he was writing to somebody in prison. He's writing to the church. It's an absolute mess. It's full of people who are not sorted out. It's full of people who are babies, people who are carnal, people who are not right, people who love God. But I'll tell you, they're God's people. They're people who just believe, who are just crazy enough to believe. I'm on a journey. I'm not all there. But one thing I do, I'm not going to rob him of the praise and the power that's due his name. Tetelestai, it is finished. God has saved me. I am forgiven. I had no righteousness and I was in prison and he set me free. I'm going to praise him this morning. I'm going to shake off the dust. I'm going to shake off the chains because see, God's not coming to do it because he's already done it. He's looking for somebody who will say, these chains don't belong to me. These thoughts are not my thoughts. They come from somewhere else. I am not living in condemnation anymore. Tetelestai, it is finished, paid in full. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Glory to God for Jesus Christ. Glory to God for Jesus Christ. He will renounce your works. He will renounce your works of self-righteousness. They, they will be putrefying to him. They will nullify the grace and the love and the power of the cross. But if you look to the cross this morning and believe that he did it all just for you, then he'll say, come. Come if you're weak and heavy laden. Come if you're sick. Come if you're poor. Come if you're full of sin. You're the very person I came for. I can pay your debt in full. And you'll never have to work another day for your salvation. Now you might need to work it out. And you might do the works of God through you. But as far as salvation is concerned, it is finished. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Oh, I need to teach you how to do the Highland Fling, because that's... Hallelujah! What a saviour! Have you forgotten where you came from? Have you forgotten who you were? That we had no power to deliver ourselves or set ourselves free? Have you forgotten the joy? Oh, I pray like, like pastor this morning. I pray, know what we need as well. I'll add to that, pastor. We need to get restored again. The joy of our salvation. The joy of our salvation. Church is not miserable. That doesn't mean to say you've not got pain. No, but there's a joy in salvation that comes from a knowledge and a revelation to tell us that it is finished. Hallelujah. Are you living in that? Are you living in it is finished? Or are you still trying to work your way in the flesh that was produced by Christ on the cross? And it amazed me when they were in the wilderness and they lifted up the serpent. See, it's funny they lifted up a serpent. A serpent, no, the serpent represents sin. Our sin was laid upon him. You know what he said to them? He never said to them, well, you know, here's the ritual how to get to me. He said, if you want rid of that disease, just look and live. Just a glance. Are you living there? Are you living where it is finished? You know, somebody once said, our greatest challenge is not our devotion and our faithfulness and our theological knowledge and all of that is wonderful. But our greatest challenge is believing the gospel, that there's a God so radical, we a love so high, so deep, so wide, that it can reach the worst of sinners and make them clean, and you're justified. Now, some people say it's just as if you never sinned. Well, you actually did sin. You're justified. It means your sin has been wiped out. When you meet God now, he's not going to hold it against you. Is anybody glad of that? I mean, just, if I said just here this morning, I've got a surprise for you. You didn't know it this week, but we've captured your thoughts and we're going to just put them up. <laughs> just that alone. Then all of, a, all of a sudden you say, to tell us that it is finished, amen, brother. <laughs> I remember your sins. You know, some of you keep coming back to God. There's somebody here this morning, there's one sin you keep coming back from. 
You keep visiting it. You keep saying that, that one, that one, that one. I'll tell you, all you're doing is reminding God all the time because every time you come to him, because it said that God forgets. He's actually forgot. He gives himself the ability to forget Jay Fallon's sin. So when I approach him, I'm not approaching him, right? With 30 years of being a Christian with all my faults, I'm approaching him as a clean, pure vessel because his mercy is new every morning and his love never comes to an end. And he's not just keeping a rec no record of my past sins. He's keeping no record of my present sins. If I walk in the light as he is in the light, his blood cleanses me from all sin. Catalysty, paid in full, it is finished. You were bought at a price and you're not your own. He purchased you to be his very own. You can rest now in that, that the first Adam, David said, you're born and shaping in and you're born into sin whether you like it or not. You, just, you can see that in children. You don't need, you can have the best of parents and your children are going to come up. You know, you ever, you ever had a phone call from a school and it says, Billy punched, your son Billy punched and you went, <laughs> wrong boy, wrong number. No, it wasn't. He went, what, he did? Yeah, yeah. You see, when you get a little baby and he's just born, we all go there, 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 but he's a little sinner. Born and sin, and that sin's going to start to take shape in that child. It's going to try and find its way out. And before you know it, there's a lie. You think, I never taught you a lie. Did you do that? Absolutely not. And then you find out they did, and you think, oh, and, and we did that. Oh, oh, forgetting what we were like. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe he did that. Where'd they get that from? You. He got it from you. Your side of the family. No. He got it from Adam. So where did you get your righteousness from? Where did you get your righteousness from this morning? Where did you get your holiness? Where did you get your purity? See, if you think you got it in yourself, you're going to think you're better than everybody else. But when you know the only righteousness I have is his, I'll tell you, you will humble yourself at the cross and we'll all be level there. To tell us, die. How could I ever claim anything for what he has done? It's all Jesus. It will always be Jesus. John 17 says this. Let me just read it to you. John 17, verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before before the, the beginning of the world. And in verse four, I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work that you gave me to do. See, he's absolutely finished it. Sin has been broken. The door has been opened. The devil's been defeated. He made a way. It's a cry of victory. And this morning I want to ask you, are you living in that place of, of that word? Hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. To tell us that. Don't come and correct me after that. I'll be very sensitive. Don't come. Date next week. But are you living in a place where you can say, because we're doing life words, and I'm, I'm giving you a life word. It's finished. That's a life word. That can make you get a dance this morning. That can make you lift your hands this morning because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We need to stop living by our feelings and our circumstances and start living by our spirit, what's in our spirit. You're born again. Get a strong spirit. Get a song in your spirit. Get a fight in your spirit. Get a word in your spirit. It is finished. We can't add to it. We can't take away from it. He's done it. We know, all we need to do is what we were heard. Live in it. Set yourself free this morning. Paid in full will get you up out of your bed in the morning no matter how you feel. Because it's not about us. It's about him. It's about what he's done. That's why you're going to throw, throw crowns at his feet. 
That's why we're going to league. That's why we can give our life down to him. It was all Christ. It's Jesus. It will always be Jesus. It will always be Jesus. It is finished. And there's an invitation this morning, isn't there, to come. And all the Christians going, yeah, I hope there's somebody here who doesn't know him. No, I'm talking to Christians. To come again and claim your inheritance, which he died to give you. Claim again the peace that he downloaded for your soul and you're not walking in it this morning. Download the joy that's been stole by an enemy who's been defeated, but you have allowed him and given far too much authority than he deserves. Instead of rebuking him, renouncing him and saying, may the Lord rebuke you and God, I'm taking my inheritance. God, restore to me my joy again. For the weakness that you're feeling because you're worried, sick about something, remembering what he said, don't worry, it is finished. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to draw close to you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I'll send my spirit to rise up a standard. I'll lift you up where he can't reach you. And he's calling this morning. He hates to see his children behind bars and in chains and things in the mind and strongholds in your mind and lies you've been listening to. And he says, to tell us that it's finished. Come. If you're weak and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Remember rest? We're, like this, we're on a world of a conveyor belt. It's like this, look. And we bring it into church ways. We're on the conveyor belt in church. That's why God broke in this morning and said, stop it. Get off it. You're going to just go into this conveyor belt place. This is what we're doing. God says, no, I'll break in. I am not willing to leave you where you are. I'm not willing for you to praise me with chains. I'm not willing to praise me with dust. Shake the dust off. Get the chains off. It is finished. I'm not having it. That's what he said. I'm not having it. Not in a bad sense. Don't say it in a bad sense. I'm not having it in a sense. No, after what my son has done, I want to remind you, shake that off. I've given you power. I've given you my spirit. Start to confess and prophesy some stuff that I've said about your life. Start to lift your hands and believe those old prophecies and those old things. Just because there's a dark cloud, it doesn't mean to say my word's not true. Just because it's a cloudy day, it doesn't mean the sun's not shining. I am still God. I have not lost an ounce of my power in your bad days. I have called you. I have chosen you. Tetelestai, it's finished. Paid in full. Hallelujah. It is finished. You see, we do get religious. And just because we're Pentecostal, sometimes we're the worst at it. Because we know all the right language, we know all the right things, and God says, no, it's finished. Who needed that this morning? Who needed that this morning? You know, time has went. This morning, we need to go, I need to really wrap it up. There's some other stuff here, but I'm going to leave it. It's a simple word, isn't it? To tell us die. It's finished. Who's going to get their inheritance back today? Who's going to get their peace back from the worry you've been living? Who's going to believe when you go to that job? Well, that's just the way it's always going to be. And I'm just going to need to listen to all them. And I need to live with that boss. And I need to live with him. Who's going to start to believe that God can do the impossible again? Because, not because we're great, because it's finished. Friends, I've stopped asking God to give me the anointing before I preach. 
because he told me that he's put an anointing within me and it remains. So I just got up now and I say, God, let me preach this well because you've already anointed me. Do you know you're already, there's an anointing within you already? It's in you. He said, I'm going to put an anointing in you and I'm going to seal it. No, I, I mean, I probably will ask for it again, but you know what I mean. There's an anointing within us. There's a power in us. There's a strength in us. There's a joy in you. No, I'm not being silly enough to say that, that there's not going to be tears in the Christian life. There will be. But I mean, honestly, friends, joy must come in the morning. You're not meant to live in ditches for long term. You may go through a valley for a while. And by the way, thank God when it says that, when you go through the fire, when you go through the valley, you see, no matter what the enemy does to me, I'm going to come through. Do you know why? I'm coming through because it's finished. I'm coming through because of the work of Christ. I'm coming through because he's great. I'm coming through because by faith I believe his word. Hallelujah. Philippians 1.6. He who began a good work in you will what? Let's say finish it. He who began a good work in you will what? He who began a good work will what? Can God lie? You're going home. You're going home. You're going to be presented pure and clean. Spotless. Because of Tetelestai. It's finished. On my dying bed, there's no way I'm going to fear. Oh, with God's grace and God's help, it's my coronation day. I want to lift my hands and the enemy's going to be coming. You could have done better. You could have done more. And I'll say, it's all covered. It's under the blood. Tetelestai. It is paid in full. I'm going home. Hallelujah. Anybody want to die like that? I'm not dying with any regret. I don't think a Christian should live with regret because there's power in the blood. And you're able, Samson done more in one day crying out to God than he did with all his mistakes. No, to tell us die, it's finished. How could I live with regret? And I could, I could, but I won't. Not when I read that, paid in full. My past, my present, and my future sins are covered in God. If I didn't believe that, I couldn't get up in the morning. Amen. Worship team, can you come back? Will you stand with me? I'd like this to sing as a song. I think some of the younger people might be shocked at this song. I need some water. Can you give me a wee drink of your water? Can you open it for me? Thanks. Thanks, love. You can take it back. When he said it is finished, we're going to sing a song. The words are going to come up. It's called Hallelujah. Hallelujah.